Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Monday. I hope you enjoyed your Easter celebrations, that you spent some time focusing on the joy that we have in Christ, that He is alive. We are continuing on in Acts 15, in this discussion about the burden of the law that is for the Gentiles. Do they need to follow the ceremonial or moral laws set out in the Old Testament? And let's just remember what we heard on Saturday because this is so good. This here is Peter speaking of the Gentiles. He says, And God who knows the heart bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. And remember, he gave them the Holy Spirit when they were not circumcised. And he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as they will. Peter speaking boldly that our following the laws of Moses is not what saves us. That the only thing that saves us is the grace of Jesus and his death on the cross that we are cleansed by him through faith. And I think this speaks very clearly to this idea that the ceremonial laws that God gave to Moses, the laws regarding the temple, the laws regarding circumcision, those aren't necessarily meant for everyone. Those laws maybe were meant for a specific place and a specific time and a specific people with a specific purpose to set them apart, to show them how holy and set apart God is. But that circumcision is not necessary. It is not required. It is not expected of these Gentiles. So let's continue this conversation today. We are in Acts chapter 15, verse 12. And I am reading from the ESV. And all the assembly fell silent. And they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. So now they are sharing how they saw God show up in the lives and in the hearts of these Gentiles that they ministered to firsthand. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. So here, James is saying, yes, 
they are saying that now the Gentiles are welcomed, that they are God's people. And this lines up with what they saw in the Old Testament. Here specifically, he is citing from the book of Amos. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who makes these things known from of old. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them. So here James is giving this biblical background, biblical basis, showing that God's heart in the Old Testament was for the Gentiles, that they would be welcomed into his family and all the Gentiles who are called by my name. And here is what he recommends. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled, and from blood. From the ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. So James here is recommending that they don't burden the Gentiles, just like Peter said, not to put them under a yoke, a big burden that no one can keep. In my opinion, this burden seems to be the ceremonial laws that were given to the Jews. But he points out that the moral laws that were given to everyone still apply, and that includes idolatry. Abstain from the things polluted by idols, making things bigger and more important than God, or from sexual immorality. Again, a moral law. Do not commit adultery. So still showing that the laws of Moses are important and real, but not burdening them with extra laws that do not apply. And specifically reminding them of these laws that are likely going to be roadblocks to them. Something that they have trouble with. Because remember, the Gentiles, they worshipped idols. Idols were their gods. So that would have been a big thing in their life that now that their worldview, their faith in Christ is changing, that would be something hard to uproot and change. And the same thing with sexual immorality. They just didn't have the same standards, the same beliefs as the Jews. Sex was seen as something that was common, that wasn't special or unique or given by God and used for his glory alone within the parameters that he sets it to be healthy. And so, by doing this, James is reminding them the law is important to still walk in these ways of integrity and set-apartness and healthiness for the Lord, but also to be on guard against these roadblocks in your life. The things in your culture that might cause you to stumble that you should be aware of. And when they have faith in Christ, I just want to remind you that if they fall short, that's not a salvation issue. Faith in Christ covers our sins even when we mess up over and over again, but it is a walk issue. 
these things can have negative earthly consequences. So I would be curious to know, what are your thoughts on this difference between ceremonial and moral law given in the Old Testament? What are your thoughts on Christ changing that into a new covenant that we don't do these things to earn our salvation that has never been the way we can go just like peter said that is a burden that our fathers nor we have been able to bear we can't earn our way to righteousness and jesus he earned that righteousness for us Reach out to me on social media or via email support at hesedheart.com and let me know your thoughts, your takeaways as we wrap up this conversation, this idea tomorrow morning. And I will see you then. Starting this week on Thursday, I have my free Exploring Christian Yoga Workshop going on. If you'd like to join me, you can sign up through the link in the description, hesedheart.com forward slash workshop.